you know, the, definitely from the experience I had last year is that you ha I think people don't always understand the work that we do because it's, it's so much about being energetically available for people. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. This is episode number 21 with the amazing Anna Marsh. I am so excited for this episode. I'm so excited she's come on the podcast. If you don't know Anna already, you are going to fall in love with her by the end of these two episodes. I first heard of Anna a few years ago when I was actually listening to another podcast by a coach called Rue Anderson. Anna started to appear as a guest and then later on as a co-host on that podcast. And I found myself tuning in to episodes only when Anna was a guest on the show just to hear what she had to say. She was fantastic as a guest on that. From there, I started to follow Anna on, on social media and I started to, to watch her videos on, on gut health, digestive health, all the way through to the menopause. And I'm loving all the self-love work she's doing now and all these good vibes that she's spreading around the world. As we talk about in this podcast, 20% of your day roughly is taken up with nutrition and exercise. They do say that an hour's exercise in the gym is 4% of your day. And it's great to get all that dialed in and to work really well on nutrition and exercise. It's very important. But what happens to the rest of your day? For 100% of the day, we are walking around with ourselves, with our mind, our body and spirit. And working on these things, as well as the environment, our relationships, our lifestyles, are really what makes the change within us. And Anna's going to discuss that in great detail over these next two episodes. She's a source of daily inspiration to so many people, myself included, so I urge you to listen to this and the following episode, episode number 22, then head over to the show notes. You'll find some links there that you can connect with Anna as well via social media and join her Grounded Goddess group. If you want to improve your health, if you want to improve your mind and your body, I strongly advise you do that. At least connect with Anna on social media and start watching her videos, start watching her content. You're going to get so much from this lady. It's, it's it's going to change your life. There's no doubt about that. So let's get straight into it then. This is episode number 21 with Anna Marsh. Hey Anna, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well. Thank you. Um, a lot has changed since we last recorded um, mm. a video, um, particularly with you. Your business has changed, has changed quite a lot. Uh, the minute I, I saw your message a few months ago that you changed your, your business name and your business message slightly, I wanted to get you on here. It was, it was such a big change and such an exciting change for you as well that, oh, um, that I really wanted to talk about it. So Gone has the, the headline of Anna Marsh Nutrition mm -hmm. and been born as this new super whole well, well-rounded Anna which has come to the forefront, which I'm sure was there anyway in your previous yeah, exactly. business. <laughs> but it's just, you're, you're now putting it out to the world a little bit more. So, so why, the, why the big change? Yeah, it's so funny. Um, well, just to say what you just said, which is like, it's actually not so much of a change in terms of me internally, but it's been much more of a change of just bringing what was already there to the forefront of my messaging and my branding. So, um, you know, I even said to my clients, my one-on-one -on -one clients that I'm working with at the moment, like, 
you know, nothing is really going to change so much. But they were all really excited anyway. But I think the biggest thing for me was um, just sort of bringing more alignment into what I was putting out there because I started my online business back in 2014. That was where like the whole online world was still pretty new. And I was a different person then. I was still finding my feet. And through the process of working with so many people over that time, I've had to change because I needed more skill sets. I needed more resilience. And you, you have all these clients that come into your life and our clients teach us stuff. And even the most challenging clients are always the ones that are going to create the biggest learning. So I've had three years of all these learnings from all these beautiful people I've come into contact with. And I was like, I'm not the same person anymore. Why am I still putting out the same message? And so really this has been about bringing what I'm really about to the forefront so people really understand what I do and what I offer. Yeah, was there a, was there a confidence thing there as well about bringing what you do to the forefront? Um, because obviously a lot of clients would come to you wanting to lose weight and then you would, then you would start to look at a more well-rounded approach, the meditation, the yoga, the, the self-love, everything else that goes with it. But a lot of people would come to you just to, I want to lose two stone, I want to lose three stone. And then you start to work on all the background stuff. But now you're saying that from the word go. Was there a yeah. moment when you thought, is, is the world ready for this? Do they know what they need at this point in time? Yeah, well, I mean, I've always said that um, I give my clients what they need, not or not always what they think they want. So yes, you're right. Like before, I've always I've always worked in weight loss, and I've always had clients come to me for losing weight. And I've been really lucky that most of my clients have been open to go there, so to speak, in terms of all the other other stuff that's going on. I, I always say that you know, your weight is a symptom of the problem. The problem is not the weight itself. It's just a symptom like your gut or your hormone imbalances or fatigue or foggy brain or whatever else is going on in the body. Although women tend to fixate on weight because, because of media and body image and on all that lovely stuff. So I don't think it was so much of a confidence issue. I think it was really just being so busy all the time. I couldn't even see what was going on. I couldn't even see that there was a, I guess, a malalignment going on because I was just so in it. And it was actually, you know, they usually say that there's like a bit of a breakdown or there's usually chaos before growth. And it was actually, I had a very chaotic period in my business or, or, or sort of personally as well last year where I was just burnt out. And I was like, I'm so burnt out and um, I, I'm just going to be completely authentic. My business wasn't doing well. Um, I wasn't attracting any new clients. I was feeling exhausted and drained by the clients I did have. And this is no reflection on them. I have to make that very clear. It was a reflection on me and where I was energetically. And I was questioning myself and questioning, do I even want to do this anymore? Like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it was really chaos, literally chaos. And I'm sure people have everybody probably has experienced that in some way or other in their lives when you start to question yourself and um it was actually i went away i went on a mastermind event which i wasn't going to go to but i decided to go to anyway and and then it was just like it hit me like a ton of bricks so it's like it's not it's not me that's the problem it's the incongruency which is the problem and what's draining me is not being my authentic self 
And it's so exhausting to be someone that you're not. And that's why I was burnt out and exhausted and feeling resentful of the clients that I do have. And then I guess if you believe in energy and manifesting, completely repelling anyone else from working with me because energetically I wasn't ready to take them on because I wasn't in a good space. So this whole process for me has really just been about like taking that step back and like, who am I? What do I stand for? What is my identity as an individual and in my business? And how do I really make that shine so that energetically I'm attracting the right people? Do you feel better now than you've obviously had the Anna bubbling away underneath the surface for a long while, but it's kind of been hidden. Do you mm. feel a lot better in yourself now that, that that's out and you can be more congruent and you can coach the clients the way that the real Anna wants to be? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, so much of being a business owner, and I'm sure you know this as well, is there's, there's so many journeys and one of those journeys is the inner transformation. And I guess for me, it's this idea of um, changing internally and then how that shows up externally. And part of that process for me has been recognizing my my go-to habits you know where clients may have these go-to habits where whenever they get stressed they eat or they go and drink alcohol or they miss their gym sessions or whatever showing up for the person in the circumstance for me my go-to habit is workaholism <laughs> so <laughs> it's like the this kind of overachiever personality like what can i do more how can i achieve more blah blah blah, blah. so it's very easy to create busyness to make up for where you feel lacking in your life. And I think clients do this as well. They keep themselves busy at work or at the gym or with whatever they're doing so that they don't really have to look inside. And so what has been the challenge for me has been not being busy, taking the step back. And then these little like feelings of panic with like, oh, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. I'm getting left behind by all the other people out there. But then as well is what it has allowed me to do is um, to heal. Like I, I literally said this morning um, to a lady I'm working with who helped me with the rebranding process, Melody Maxson, um, I was talking with her and I said, I just feel like I'm healing. Like I'm sleeping so well, I'm feeling good. And this is a little bit woo woo, but I feel like my heart is like open and now I'm receiving emails from my clients and I'm not feeling resentful or drained. I'm feeling compassion. And I'm just like, oh, I can just completely resonate with where this person is coming from. Like, what can I say or what can I do to help improve their day? Which is just a completely different energy to where I was before because I'm in a better space. <laughs> That's really good. Did you fight? You said the word woo-woo there. I'm glad you said that before I did. Did, <laughs> <clears throat> did, you, did you think that people would maybe see this new message you was putting out as a little bit woo-woo? Um, because I think Google is a fantastic resource that people can go. People, I think, know what to eat. They know how to exercise. I kind of think as a personal trainer, nutritional advisor, nutritionist, kind of shouldn't have a job, really. People do know that they need to eat better food, less processed food. They need to be more active. But then there's this other stuff going on in the background, the woo-woo stuff, if you like, that they don't know about. They don't know how to Google. It's, it's out there. It's readily available. But it's not the go-to thing, is it? People think scales, lose weight, eat less, move more. And they don't look at everything else. And it is everything else is probably 80% of what really needs to change is the woo-woo stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they say, you know, you have these little sayings like abs are made in the kitchen and it's 80% nutrition and 20% exercise. And I'm like, yeah. And then that 100% is then there's like this whole, that's just like 20% of the other stuff, which is like your mental attitude and your emotional self. And um, 
the biggest thing that's been coming up with a lot of the clients I've been working with through some of the new programs I've been rolling out is this um, sense of self and the connection we have to ourselves and to who we are. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I lost my, my sense of self when I was about 15, 16. Uh, I talked about this on another podcast recently that I had this image when I was 15, 16 of what the world was going to be like. I, I, I thought I was a really good person. I'd be the kind of person if I found a five pound note on the floor, I'd go and hand it in and I'd do all this. And I had this vision that everyone in the world was the same. Then I went out into the real world, into adulthood and realized it's not like that. People aren't that nice. They're not that generous. There's a lot of selfish people out there. People are ignorant to a lot of things. And it broke me for a long time. And then early 30s, I started to get more into the fitness, into my sport. And then I, I started to train. But it's only been the last couple of years when, again, the, the mental aspect, the mental strength, resiliency, the self-love has really come to the forefront. Even a couple of years ago, probably even last year when we spoke, it was still with me. It was still a lot of nutrition and exercise. But now there's just, just so much more to it. And you can connect with people online very, very easily. Um, like yourself, I connect with people all over the world that bring that abundance and that positivity and that gratitude into my life because I know the people close to me don't feel the same as me. So yeah. I know that they'll, they won't understand what I'm talking about and they'll almost bring me down a peg or two if I talk to them. So I connect with people all over the world who believe in the same kind of things, mental strength trainers, life coaches, that kind of thing. Do you do the same? Yeah. And you know, that's a really interesting thing because when I started my business, it was also when myself and my husband had just moved from London to Bournemouth and anybody who started a business will know it's a huge amount of work. So I had completely removed myself from like my, my friendship circles. And I had literally pretty much just isolated myself down in Bournemouth and thrown all my energy into building my business. And you know, I still do have some incredible friends from pre the online business um, that I am connected to and will always be my friends, but they're scattered all around the globe anyway now themselves. And what I've had to do here where I am is start to build up new relationships. And it's been quite a challenge for me because I'm like, I don't have time for somebody who's not on my level. And maybe that sounds a little bit like, you know, holier than thou or whatever you whatever you want to call it. But for me, it's about energy. And when you are hanging out with people who you can just flow with and bounce off and who have that high vibe and you can talk about these things and go deep and have meaningful conversations about concepts versus gossiping or complaining, um, you know, that's what I want to do. You know, I put a huge amount of energy into my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients and I, I want to keep my energy good to be of service in my business. So I want to hang out with the cool people and keep my energy that way. But does that make you a better coach if you're, if you're doing that, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I think, you know, the definitely from the experience I had last year is that you, I think people don't always understand the work that we do because it's, it's so much about being energetically available for people. And if somebody is working with me and perhaps I'm only speaking with them once a week or every other week, and they may be sending me a couple of emails, you know, we can look at the time that, that that takes of my daily week, but there is also like an energetic bond that is there. And energetically, I'm holding space for them for the, the six months, 12 months, a year um, or longer that they're working with me because they're always going to be coming up in my thoughts. Um, and, and there is that energetic connection there. It's more than just the physical time. It is. There's... <sighs> 
you can't just jump on a call with someone or you can't just type an email because the way you're feeling will, will portray itself in the email. I've got a business meeting this afternoon. I'm going to meet my parents after the business meeting. If I wasn't doing anything today um, to, like I've meditated this morning, I'm now talking to you, changes my energetic state. I go into the business meeting in a good positive vibe. I meet my parents in the positive vibe. If it didn't do that, it totally changes how I portray myself, how I show up. And it changes the relationship with my parents and in the business meeting as well. So in a way, you putting out your your positivity and, and this abundance of value that you're giving to me now is then going to be passed on to my parents and my business meeting. And people don't realize that the way they show up plays such a role in the ecosystem of life. Let them know. It's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I will tell them that this is, this is down to Anna. That <laughs> but yes, um, I think it's just so important that people start to understand how you show up changes everything in your day. You could look at it as like the law of attraction, in a positive mood instead of a negative mood it totally changes everything that comes into your life as well yeah and um one of the things that's made the biggest difference for me in the past year as well is i started doing some of the meditations by dr joe Dispenza. i don't know if you're familiar with him no i'm not no. so um I'm, i might have some of these facts wrong so don't take them as 100 percent. well I'm, I'm actually writing them down so don't get them wrong now okay <laughs> so he was a um he's a chiropractor and um and he's gone on to do all this other work um, involving like quantum physics and um, the way that energy works in the body and all of the stuff. And it was actually last year when I was at one of my lowest points where the, the signs for me are always, I get these chronic fatigue type symptoms. And I always say, if I didn't know what I knew, I would have chronic fatigue because that's how it shows up for me. It's um, feeling exhausted all the time, having a lot of pain, that type of thing. And I was talking to Shay, who's a yoga teacher who runs the yoga on the retreats that we do together. And I was saying, I've booked this event, which I'd booked back in June and it was now October and it was in London and it was three days and I was feeling like this. And I was like, oh, I just, I don't know if I should go to this event. I'm feeling so exhausted. I don't think I can handle London, blah, 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 blah. And she, and I was looking for her to agree with me and to be like, oh, you know, Shay, don't don't go you know i can understand but she wasn't she's like no you should just go and then i didn't feel like i had an out anymore because it didn't have her approval so i went to this event and it was essentially um a two and a half day event and you know there's some talking some lecturing in between but a lot of it is group meditation so i don't know how many people were there in the room but maybe it was 2000 3000 i'm not sure oh, um yeah. and imagine you've got that many people sitting and creating positive energetic states in one place and throughout the event like usually when you go to these conferences you get a little bit tired and your your energy gets depleted and then you need to take like two days off when you get back it's been the only event i have gone to where as the event went on my energy and my mood increased throughout the event and my, my levels of pain went down completely gone throughout the event as well and it was really funny because i had to rush to get the train to get back home when it finished and i was in one of these like little sardine tin trains where everybody had crammed in at the last minute and everybody's you know all like grumpy and like grr because they're all like squished into this train and i was just like completely not affected by my external world it was all about like the internal world which is in such a good place i was just looking at all these people just completely amused because they i could tell i knew what they what was going on for with their experience and my experience was completely different and i was like you know what like i created this um which is incredible so 
A huge thing for me has then been continuing with these meditation practices from Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is all about teaching your body what it feels like to live from the emotional place of whatever you want in your life. So, you know, when clients come for weight loss and they want more confidence and they want to feel happier and they want to feel calm and peaceful, it's okay. Let's teach your body what happiness, calm and peaceful feels like now. So you don't have to wait to get that experience. And then all the behaviors usually fall into place to align. Yeah. And they're, they're probably not then tying their weight goal to the happiness, which is a, which is a key thing, isn't it? Yeah, because then they get frustrated because they're not seeing progress one week and then they feel unhappy, they don't feel calm, they don't feel peaceful, and then that drives counterproductive behaviors. So it's, it's, yeah, it's learning how to be solid in your internal world and rely less on the external world to, to create your experience of life. Yeah. When, when you was on the train, that must take you back a little bit to when you was in London, because when you was living in London, because the environment is key. And you must have seen a huge shift from being in London with the early burly, late use of PT at the time. So probably late night hours, you know, people, people very stressed, probably been commuted all day. And you're in the, in the city, which is a stressful place anyway, to now when you live in by the seaside in a much more peaceful, tranquil world, you, the shift must be huge. You must have seen that straight away. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult to to really say that the shift was clear because when I moved down here, I also started my business and it was all very crazy and stressful anyway. Um, but I do remember when I when I when I moved to London, obviously there was a huge there were a huge amount of factors involved, but I definitely experienced some of the worst health I've had in my life. And um and then always people would say to me, because, you know, you go back to South Africa and people are like, oh, do you think you'll ever come back? I get asked that all the time. And, uh, and I said, oh, I don't know if I would come back here, but I know that living in London is not good for my health. And then it was about two years later that Ben and I made the decision to move down to Bournemouth. And, and now it's kind of difficult because I can't even remember what it was like living in London. All I know is I don't, I don't want to go back. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do you see it in your clients though? Because um, obviously you have clients from all over the country. You must have clients from, even if they're not from London, but in that sort of business environment and that stressful lifestyle. Do you see traits in them now that you used to have yourself? Yeah, they, they make the best clients because I can resonate so much with, with where they are. And I think that was something that also informed the shift in my business is because for me, you know, I think as a woman, like weight is or has been a concern because I don't want to say that's the way we're programmed, but that is the generalization. Not everybody is programmed in that way. And so I have been body conscious, but for me, it's shown up so much more in this, like doing loads and loads of exercise and then not fueling right. And then experiencing fatigue, burnout, um, kind of underperforming, on so many levels versus being somebody who's like very overweight and struggling with just like really poor diets and eating too much. So I was also finding that I could work so much better with the people who were really positively aligned. Like they were doing all these things. They just couldn't see that their balance was off versus the people who aren't even taking any action and need to, first of all, find the motivation in themselves to get going. So I work best with what I call the high achiever type. They're already in motion, 
the motion is just completely out of whack. Um, and then it's helping them to actually go easier on themselves, find that love and compassion for themselves, slow down, be okay with slowing down, and then better align their action as opposed to this like crazy, crazy action where we're, we're losing energy because it's not efficient. Yeah. And do you think even though they're so focused that they're, they're very much from, from A to B sort of focused, um, do, do they come to you with an open mind? Does, does that help you as a coach a lot? If people come to you and, and see, listen to you and say, do you know, I've never thought about that aspect of my life before. And I, now I stand back, I can see it a little bit better. Yeah, it's usually when the first time I make them cry. <laughs> <laughs> I always like say, so I usually say to you know, anybody who works with me one-on-one, we have a call before they, they jump on board just to get to know each other a bit better and, and, and to make sure it's a good fit. And I often will say to them, sometimes people cry on this call. And I always feel a bit awkward when I say it because I don't want to put people off and make them afraid. And, um, and, some, and then you, you kind of see people go, oh, okay, not really sure what I'm talking about. And then just one question, if it's the right question, and you just see their whole face change. And I'm not saying that in a, in a mocking way or in a mean way or anything, but it's just like that's when you, know you hit them in the heart. And then I think when you like, once you start to hit people in their hearts, then they open. And um, so some people are more open than, uh, than others, but I think the right questions in the right place and time can really help to open people up. Yeah, and I think, I think sometimes, of, sorry, I think sometimes they don't know it until they hear it themselves. Mm. Once they say it out loud, even though it's been in their head for a long time, they say it out loud, they think, oh my God, yeah, that's, that's the moment. And yeah, that's, that's tend to be when they, when they get upset the most. Yeah. And that's so powerful. And I, I always say to my clients, even though they, they don't, they, you know, we, I, I've cried in front of coaches before and you do feel very vulnerable, but I'm always saying this is magical because it just means that we're going, we, we're going somewhere. We're like unlocking some stuff, which is being, you know, pushed down. And I mean, all emotion is, is energy, right? So it's just undoing some of those blockages that have been there. And, um, you know, none of us really enjoy being upset in front of other people and exposing ourselves like that. But that's where the magic happens. It is. Um, and on that very deep note, I don't want to stop, but we're going to take a break. And we're going to come, <laughs> we're going to come back in a couple of days because I don't need to make me cry live on the podcast or anything. So <laughs> we'll come back in a couple of days and we'll tap into a little bit more about, about the bad days and the mental shifts as well. So thank you very much. We'll speak again soon. Thank you. So I've got to say, I know you're only listening to the audio, but obviously we've done this in person and Anna smiled for the entire time we was recording this episode. For over an hour, the smile never left her face. She has so much energy and so much love for what she's talking about. If you listen to what she says and you focus on everything we've talked about in this show, you're going to get so much benefit from it. So instead of tying your happiness to an end goal, by focusing on all the areas that Anna's talked about in this episode, happiness will come and find you. So instead of chasing a scale readout or a certain dress size to bring you happiness, you'll find that the scale and dress sizes drop as a result of your happiness, not the other way around. There's certain people in the world that just bring energy into your life. We had Chris Akabusi on a few episodes ago. He's exactly the same. He just fills you with this, like a drug, just fills you with this buzz, this happiness. Coming off the phone call with Anna is exactly the same. You just, she just raises you up and you just, you just walk around buzzing for life, really. So... Hopefully everyone's taken that away from this podcast episode as well. Go over to iTunes, guys. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review it. If you subscribe, then in a couple of days' time when we release the second episode with Anna, you're going to get a little notification come up on your phone to say when the episode's released so you won't miss out. Other than that, take care. 
go back listen to this episode again you're going to get something from it there's, I guarantee there's things you've probably missed in the episode so go back listen again get as much from it as you can and stay tuned for episode number 22 in a couple of days time <laughs>